24-7 Marriage Podcast. I am Javier. I'm Shannon. Yes, and we are here, I don't know where, I think we're in Montana. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Sounds so good. the Marriage Lab constantly moving, going, but so good to um, be on here with you. Uh, again, always thank you so much for tuning in, for being part of the 24-7 Marriage family and the podcast. Um, we asked you last week to rate, review, and do all that, so hopefully you've done that. If not, places on pause go and do that right now and then come back to us they should listen to the um, episode first before they give us the rate and review well the, hopefully you have been listening to all the other seasons um but if not go back we have people who are just catching up on seasons and so we appreciate your comments and everything that you have uh done to support uh, yep we are partner supported so um, ministry and so we um are structured to you know um Ensure that we are. What am I saying? I don't I know. I feel like <laughs> I feel like stopping recording and start. I was going to do a start, commercial, and then here we go. Start over. No, I, this is we're real on this, so like we don't need to start over. Well, I was going to because I was like, "Are you okay? Are you having an aneurysm? <laughs> What's wrong with you?" Well, Jeez, welcome everybody. Yeah. This is season three, episode two. <laughs> we're in Montana, and we are so happy to be with you today. Yes, we are. We, we are. are. Um, we love we love podcasting. Yeah, it's really fun. No, we do. We have fun doing it. Hopefully, you have an enjoyable time listening, and we try to keep it again very conversational um, to connect with you guys. Sometimes it's one topic, sometimes it's multiple topics. Um, and if you listen to episode one of season three, then it was as Javier called it a potluck. Well, a little bit, but we—I mean, we did focus on some. I mean, I think on some on some good things, and and there's—I mean, there's always tons, and we've never been like here's five things that you know a better Javier communication in marriage. So share with everybody why you hate potlucks. Why? Why? Why are we going? Oh, just because we mentioned that. Um, I I just I don't know where that foods come from. I don't know how you cooked it. I don't know if there's been a cat crawling on your counter and now I'm going to get some cat hair in my mouth. Um, I just, I don't know. Unless I really know you, I'm sorry. Unless I really know you, I'm probably not going to eat it. I just, yeah, it's just scary. So I used to call them when, you know, at church, I used to call them faith lux because you have to have a lot of faith, faith. to eat what you're going to eat because, you know, sister, sister um, Beulah bought her, you know, jello mold with peas and carrots in the bottom of it or i don't know well, just somebody made a meat trifle that's, that's another that's a whole nother episode but mm. javi and i have had many discussions the reason there's peas and carrots in the jello is because there's a whole generation of people who call jello salads <laughs> yeah, who put it on that table and they say, here is, and this is a marriage issue for us. Like, It's not a marriage he, issue because I've never done it in 29 here's a, years. Here's salad. It's jello. It's dessert. Something it my mother and my it. grandmother did. Like, let's put whipped cream and marshmallows on it and nuts and stick it on the table it's and call salad. it a salad and it eat it salad. with our meal. And then we'll have dessert afterwards. If we could have that Midwestern mom on our podcast, excuse, she would agree with me. No, it is just an excuse for you to have dessert two times is what it is. Because because no. it is a Actually, dessert. Jello is not a salad. Javier. And if you're listening to this and you want to uh, you want to send in the rebuttal, please do so. Oh, I'll rebut you right now. That re Can I just rebut you really quick? Because I am the rebut historian me. and I am oh, the one Moses. who knows okay. all things. Oh. His history. History. <laughs> history. I just said history. <laughs> I can't talk. Okay. Jello was invented during the Depression era. It is a depression food. 
it was very cost effective and they could add things to it to make a, yes, I air quotes around the word salad. So um, it's not that people wanted to have dessert twice. Having You're talking about people who were barely had any food okay. to eat. That was then, this is now... It's no, you get off. It's no longer like people in the, it's no longer. A, Javi, in 29 a, years, have dessert. I ever it's put jello on the table? No. I don't even know if I've ever made jello. Because I would just take it off the table and throw and it. Re- <laughs> it would show that, throw that mold. Um, and plus, we shouldn't be eating it. We're plant based. And gelatin is made of horse hooves. <laughs> and I don't eat, I don't eat horse hooves. Just saying. They make a plant-based jello, jello, but we've never tried it. I have no interest in eating jello. It doesn't sound good to me. It sounds like if I'm in the hospital okay. or I just had surgery on my mouth, I don't want jello. I don't know why we're even talking about this at this point. Um, but I, I, I dig ourselves. I'm Except not sure how if, we if, got here. If I was to go to a family function and there was a Watergate salad, yeah. Oh. <sighs> sounds like I you're was... in trouble if you eat that. But anyways, um, <laughs> let's move forward. Uh, one one thing I think we're going to try to do is uh, be able to give you the capacity to be able to send in your questions, um, like record a question and be able to send it in. Um, and so that's one thing that we're going to work on because um, we want to be able to answer your questions on the podcast. So actually have listeners who, you know, who can call in and leave like a voice message question and then we can answer that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something we're going to start doing here. So keep an eye out for that. Um, but I, 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 I was kind of thinking about this, this idea and I wrote it in my, in my notes. Um, I was listening to something a while back and this is an old phrase and it, it the, the phrase is a husbandman. Um, back, back in a husband, men, husband, men. So uh, husband with the word M E N or M A N husband, husband, men, husband, man. (laughs) Well, yeah, I'm not from this country. Oh my gosh. So there are certain words that are difficult for me to pronounce. I I grew up, I speak fluently Spanish. My, you know, my parents are from some words are difficult for me to pronounce. I I wasn't making fun of you. Husband, men, husband, men, husband, men. (laughs) <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyways, the word is husbandman. And what the term M- M-A-N, on the M-A-N on the end of husband. Okay. End. Gotcha. I'm and I'm here. It was really it's not really used now. Um uh, but no, what it is it's because a, nobody could say it. Well what it is, it's a vine dresser, someone who tended to a vine, somebody who took care of it, who cultivated the vineyards. And back in the day they would tend to it, and if the master never came back, they would actually be heir of that land because they have been tending it. They have been cultivating it. Look at you, historian. They would reap the benefits of what they were caring for. And And so the role of the husband was very important because in right now you could say it's the vine dresser, right? In the vineyard, that they have to go out and they have to understand the 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 vine. They have to understand how to um, control the soil around it. The the watering. They ensure that as it's growing, there are moments where, of course, they have to prune it back so that there is more growth, which means there's things that they has to be worked on and done to the vine to promote more growth to it. The husbandman would also go in and make sure that, you know, right, the vines were, you know, 
on the trellis and that they were growing the right way, they were cared for, that if there was things that were dead or things that were attacking it, they would, uh, they would cultivate that, they would take care of that. Um, and, and that, so how is this relating? Um, the husband and husbandman may invest into something for years before he actually sees the fruit of it. Ooh. And there are moments and times where I know where you're going like with this. they would not maybe see the fruit from that vine, but the, you know, in that first year or that second year, but with time, it would produce something pretty amazing that would not only bless him, but also others around, around him. And so this idea, if you're tracking with us in marriage of, and I'm not talking just to husbands, because I think it goes on both sides. So the husbandman, what would be the the wife of men? <laughs> you just made up words. I made now. up word. But this idea of taking care and cultivating and investing in your spouse, not just so that you get what you want out of it or you get the rewards of it, but also a vine, like it's a living thing. And so for it to thrive, it has to be cultivated and like there's a purpose for it also. And so ultimately our, our, the, the analogy is, are we doing this in our marriage? Are we taking care of the vine? Are we cultivating our marriage, our spouse? Are we investing in it for years, not just for a moment? Not, again, to get what we want, but for the purpose of the vine to be stronger or our spouse to mm-hmm. be I would, stronger. I would say two characteristics that come to mind for the husbandman is patience and diligence. And those are things that I believe a lot of marriages lack. Yeah, there has to be a lot of patience, right, we if have you're doing to, this. But we, we live in a very impatient society where, well, we worked on the problem, we met with a therapist one time, why isn't our marriage better? So patience is the long game. And yeah. diligence is that thing that you do over and over again over a long period of time, well, I mean, is being committed. Persistence. And persistence. Yeah. So these are characteristics that we need to adopt for to look at our marriage as the long game. Like we're not... we we look for things that'll quickly fix the problem so we can get back to what you would consider normal or better or okay. And I, I love what you just shared. Um, I'm so intrigued that I want to go and read more about it. Well, and, and what you're saying, like, like diligence is having or showing care, right? For something. Yeah. Um, so I think, I think like tying to that, it's diligence, showing care for it, but it's persistence. Yes. So like, like if in your marriage, right, you should, both should be the husbandman. You should, both should be tending to the vine. Like you, you both are like, if we look at it from a perspective of, of faith, right? Like, you know, 
God is a vine and we are the branches. Yes. Right? And we, we are anchored and we can't, as a branch, have any life if we're not connected to the vine. Mm-hmm. So first and foremost, in your marriage, that's where you need to be rooted. You need to be rooted in, in God. Like that's the one thing that's going to change and transform your marriage. And that's where you're going to get your life from to sustain. But in this analogy, what we're, what we're really talking through is this place of, yes, like to one another, being able to tend to the needs that we have, being able to tend to maybe sometimes that, that brokenness or that, that branch that's going the wrong direction, which could be maybe your attitude, your emotions, or a difficult season or a health issue, whatever it may be. And the thing is, like in our marriage, we have to tend to those things, and it's not overnight. It's oftentimes for days, for weeks and months and for years and it could be frustrating because we're not seeing the results that we had hoped to see, even though we're doing the good work and we're showing up and we're being patient and we're listening and we're hearing and we're serving and we're loving, we're pursuing. But we're not seeing But we're fruit. not seeing the fruit. Yeah. Right? Maybe there's other things going on, right? It doesn't mean you got a bad vine. It doesn't mean you have a bad, right, branch like it doesn't mean you pull it up. We share it in our boot camps, right? You don't just pull it up and go replace it with another one because guess what? The other one's going to have some yeah. issues too. It doesn't mean that the fruit isn't being developed on the vine. You're just not seeing it yet. You may not see it yet. And I There's think a season. that we, uh, as a culture today, we are very C-oriented. We're very much, well, I want to see C, the change. Visual. I want to I want to be able to I want to I want to be able to see the change in our marriage. I want him to to do the A B and C. I want her to do A B and C and then I'll I'll be on board. I'll get on board. But this patience, yeah. this persistence, yeah. this diligence yeah. is if you think of those words, I think of and and I, please hear me. I think of them as slow. And slow is a good thing. Slow is not bad, yeah. but to do those things, you need to do them slowly. Well, yeah, you it's can't not pl- something you can do flippantly and just no, quickly. No. It's like throwing a seed in the ground and standing and standing over it and saying, "Okay, let's go." Come on, where where, where are you? Orange yeah. tree, apple tree, or <laughs> yeah. head of lettuce? Like I just put you in the ground. Let's go. Like no, there's time. time. There's cultivating. There's investing. There's seasons where you throw crap on top of it, manure. And it's not fun, it's not good. But that's the season you have to go through. Yeah. So I, I hope you're hearing that like what we're trying to tell you here is that so many couples we're coming to right now aren't willing to fight and stand for their marriage, pursue one another. They're not willing to be in that place to tend and cultivate and invest, even if it's for years in the same issue. Right? Like you get to do this with your spouse and they might be struggling in this area. It may be very difficult for them to push past this moment or push past that brokenness or that hurt from the past that keeps coming up in your present. It may be very difficult for them to do that right now. So you're going to give up because it's not easy for you. You're going to give up because you're going out there and tending the vine and it's hot and it's difficult. Mm-hmm. And there's other things around that you know are causing you to be frustrated 
or unable to, you know, get the results you want, you're just going to give up. Or looking at other people's vines and going, look at, they already have grapes and they're yeah, making wine. Exactly. <laughs> well, maybe you don't know the story. Yeah. You don't know the story that that could have been years in the making. Of tending. Right? And then when you look at wines, like it's years to get the, the crop that you want and everything around it makes a difference from the soil to the air temperature, to the wind, to every, where you plant it, where it's facing, north, you, south, east, west. How you tended the vine. Like, and how you tended it. So Ultimately, it's how are you tending it? How are you tending your marriage, right? The world right now is focused on saying if you're not if you're not happy, if you're not enjoying, if you're uncomfortable, just go, just leave. And so, therefore, we have marriages that are broken, and we have kids that are thrown into systems. We have kids who are growing up with um, difficulties and struggles and mental issues and psychological issues, and we're wondering why because you're not standing by the stinking vine and tending it. Oh, come on. Preach. Right, because you're 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 giving up on, and all of a sudden, what happens is you give up and you turn around, and it's but a month later, maybe a year later, that there's the fruit, right, and you're not get to, you don't get to enjoy it. You don't get to enjoy it. Somebody else will. And some Shannon talks about often this this place of sacred history that we have within mm. our marriages. One of and my the favorite thing, things. And the thing is, the the best vines that produce the best grapes have been there for a long, long time. time. There's history. So there's history. Yeah. And so you have to build this history. Well, you can walk away from the history. You're gonna walk away from 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 your spouse because it's not easy. Like no, stand there. Tend to one another, cultivate one another, invest in one another, tend that vine and, and you will experience yeah. the fruit of it, but don't give up. That piggybacking well. off of sacred history and I'm I'm not a winemaker. I know very little about wine, but what I do know is that uh, when you plant a vineyard for the first time, that yield, that crop, that harvest is not going to be your best wine you ever make. It is years down the road yeah. after that ground has been cultivated and the soil has been turned and the and the vines have been tended to for years. Yeah. Any winemaker will tell you the 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 years to come after that first vineyard's been planted is some of the best wine. And uh, God talks a lot about wine and vineyards and things like that and vines and branches and sacred history. Um, you can't replace it. So you can't go into marriage number two, marriage number three, and microwave history. You can't hit the button and hit 30 seconds and then expect to have all this history. Um, your history, the good, the bad, and the ugly is a part of your story. It is a part of your history. Embrace it. It is, it is what you will share with your family, your children, your grandchildren, the people around you. It is what made you who you are today. It is what made your marriage what it is today. Don't negate that. Don't throw it aside. Yeah. Yeah. So I hope you're picking up what we're throwing down. <laughs> Ooh, um, this is an important thing. So... Are you being the husbandman in your marriage or for your spouse? And again, this is not about male, female. It's a, just a term of, are you tending to one another? Are you caring for one another? Are you cultivating, right? Are you 
Uh, they call it dressing the vine. Like, are you ensuring that it's healthy, that it's good? Are you willing to spend the years that it will take to reap the the benefit? And I know some of you are saying right now, and you're listening to this, and you're going like, "I have tended the vine. I have been there for my spouse. I have done everything that I know to do. Keep doing it." Now, I understand there are situations. If you're in a situation where it's been abusive, and like there, there are moments where you need to remove yourself, right? Yes. And and those are are these one-off cases that we can you know talk about. But for most of us, like you might navigate something for years, and what if it never changed?、Mm. What if it never changed? Would you be okay? Standing with, walking alongside, and loving your spouse in that area, and continuing to grow through that, or you, you are you willing to go ahead and dig that all up from the roots, throw away the history you have, throw away all the good, because maybe just one section is not producing well. So you throw away the whole thing. Maybe that branch on that tree didn't produce as many apples as the other side of it did. Do we throw it all away? No. We stay, and we continue to find a solution, and we work through those things. So I'm just telling you, like, stand, keep connected, keep investing in one another. Don't give up. Cultivate, right?、Mm-hmm. Invest.、Uh, Love it. And、um, and you will you will see the fruit of the time that you have spent in your marriage in.、Um, And 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 I, and I think and I and I know and I've seen it happen in our marriage. I've seen it happen in many marriages. I mean, we did it early on in our marriage. Like, stay, invest, right, cultivate, um, <laughs> um, prune, right, which is、yeah. part of it. Um,、yep. and because sometimes too, like you know, we have to do, we have to make some changes because if the vine is doing good or maybe it's not doing great. Um, we have to make some adjustments on our end, not just stand there and yell at the vine, telling it it needs to change. You need to do no. It's actually waiting for us to do some things.、Yeah. It's waiting for us to make some changes. It's waiting for us to give it some water. Sounds like you're talking about、um, ownership. Yeah. So there are things that you need to do. Yeah. Right. And so if you might be frustrated with what your spouse or the vine is not doing or producing. Maybe step back and see maybe what you're not doing or what you haven't done, because ultimately, like you have to show up, you have to do your part. Otherwise, you can easily be in a place of being frustrated. Yeah. So that could be another podcast there. Like, right? There's、oh, your spouse,、well. but then there is your what Honey, you need to do. We so, know that there's never an end to、right. the subject of things we could talk about、yeah. when it comes to marriage.、Yeah. We will so, never run out of. We、ideas. appreciate each and every one of you. Remember, go rate, review this podcast, and、uh, visit us on Twenty Four Seven Marriage、uh, at Two Four Seven Marriage on TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. And、um, yeah, we're grateful for you. And always remember, in marriage, you don't have to. You get to have an amazing week. Bye. Thank you for listening to the 24/7 Marriage Podcast. Help us expand our reach by rating and leaving us a review on iTunes. Make sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode. For more information on the work we do and how to support 24/7 Marriage, head on over to 247marriage.org and click on Partner with us. Until next week, remember: in marriage, you don't have to; you get to.